Hey, y'all. I just wanted to come to you with a real quick message. I'm super excited because I'm starting a new podcast and it's going to be called Molly, You in Danger Girl. So we are going to talk about all things horror related. So horror short stories. We're going to give horror movie reviews because not only am I a murderino, I love horror. Who would have thought it? (laughs) Anyway, right now I just am compiling a couple episodes because I want to come out with a few episodes for you so you don't be like, girl, why you come out with one episode? What's that going to do for me? I got y'all. So in the meantime, make sure you follow me on Instagram and it's called Molly You're in Danger Podcast. But it's just the letters M-Y-I-D-G Podcast. One more time. That's M-Y-I-D-G Podcast. So get yourself ready. Get situated because we got some new shit coming and it's finna pop. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey y'all, welcome back to In Killing Color. This is episode number 32. And today we're gonna talk about a story that happened back in 2015. And it was actually a really, really, really awful story. So I'm gonna preface this whole episode with a humongous trigger warning. It has a lot of uh, details regarding infanticide. So if you are sensitive to hearing things that happen to babies in the ways of death, this may not be the episode for you. So I'm just letting you know that ahead of time. But today we're going to talk about a man named Gawain Rushane Wilson. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but by the end of this episode, you will know. Let's get to it. These are their stories. Now, looking back, it was very easy for Megan Hyatt to see that she was trapped in an abusive relationship with this man. But Two years prior to her life being completely uprooted, she didn't recognize the red flags as most of us women don't because we just want to be in love, want to be with a man, and we just don't know. But she didn't know that her boyfriend at the time, I'm going to start just calling him Rush Wilson, she didn't know what he was capable of. She didn't realize the danger that she and her soon-to-be babies were in until it was way too late. So Megan grew up in the Mormon church and she was very sheltered. She was very centered in her religion. So she really lived by the bylaws and things that the church set for her. Now, after a little bit, when she was about 20, 21 years old, she decided to shake up the world, shake it up a little bit. And she decided to get on a dating website. Um, She had dated a guy in her city and he did her dirty. So she was like, fuck that. I'm about to get me a new man. I'm about to start hanging out. And in a couple of interviews, she literally said she had entered her whole phase in life. I ain't mad at a girl cause everybody had one. Okay. So she got onto the website called plenty of fish, which is a dating website. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it, but if you haven't, don't go on there cause the quality is not there. Okay. It's not anyway. She chatted with a couple people and 
nothing was really working out the way she wanted it to. Like they just were too fast and like, let's get up, let's get up immediately. And she was like, girl, I ain't, I'm not trying to get up just that fast. I'm not trying to do that. So she talked to people back and forth. And up until June of 2014, she didn't meet any real good prospects. But then she got a message from a man named Gawain Rush Wilson. And seemingly he checked off all the boxes for her. He was tall, he was dark, and by dark, I mean he was a black man. He was from Jamaica, so he had an accent. He was in the military, he had a career, and he seemed like he was the perfect catch for her. He was saying everything she wanted to hear. They were vibing. You know how it goes, like the vibe was there, the chemistry was there, you know, it was seemingly just great. So they chatted online for like three weeks before they finally decided to meet up because they were in the same area. Um, they decided to come and meet up. They were in a location close to each other and he had somebody to come and pick her up and bring her to the base where he was. And she thought it was so sweet. Like, oh my God, your friend picking me up, bringing me over there. It's like Top Gun, you know, take my breath away. She was really, really like just taken because he was so sweet and it was just like oh my god this is perfect and at that point she thought that she had met the man of her dreams and everything was going to be yay 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 but little did she know she had literally just stepped her foot into the devil's layer literally so after another week or so of talking um he convinced her to move in with him you know he had a house he had a stable environment. She was trying to get out of her parents' house. So he was like, yeah, yeah, let's move in together. So she packs her things up and she gets to their house and when to the house. And when he gets to the house, he was going to, she was going to initially stay like in the spare bedroom until they made it to that phase in their relationship where they could sleep in the same room. Sounds weird, but whatever makes you comfortable. So he shows her to a room and when she looks in the room, it's like, mad stuff in there from another woman and she's like what is this what's going on but the whole time she didn't know those were his ex-wife's belongings and everything that the ex-wife owned was still there and there was a reason for that the ex-wife skedaddled away from his ass and when i say skedaddled she got the fuck low away from him why? Because he chased her and her toddler out of their house with a fucking hammer down the street. She left and went into hiding. This man chased the wife and his her baby down the street with a hammer, probably yelling, you get back here, you bitch. Bah, 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 bah. So she left. She did. And ain't nobody seen her since. She won't do no news interviews and she's been in hiding even after this whole thing culminated. She is not about anything that has to do with Rush Wilson. And after hearing this whole story, I don't blame her because I'm sure she was going through the same shit that Megan was going through. So back to Megan, you know, I, I know Megan probably thought it was weird, but you know, when you get in, in love and in whatever with a man, you're going to do what you want to do. So she, clears the room out, puts her things in there, and she kind of just pushed all that to the back of her head. Not only was she kind of just like, you know, Megan was very young. She was like 20, about to be 21 years old. And she was very intimidated by Rush because he was mature. 
he was about eight years older than he was mature. He was established. And she was literally just like kind of starting her life off. On the back end, Megan did not know that Rush had his fair share of drama with women prior to meeting him. In 2014, a woman got a restraining order against him. And then the year before that, in 2013, he got a probation. He got probation after pleading no contest to domestic battery charges, saying that he choked a woman. Now, this is what lets us know that, ladies, sometimes we might need to be doing background checks on these men folk because you never know what they have done before you. They might give you the sparkly clean version of themselves, but in reality, they are some fucking devils. And we wouldn't even know that until the devil has been unleashed on us. And then it's too late. So after she cleaned out the room, started living together, she was acting like a faithful housewife. She was cooking. She was cleaning. She made sure he had lunch for work every day. You know, just doing everything that she thought that a partner was supposed to do. But according to Rush and according to her, that wasn't enough for him. After about a month he decided to start not coming home. He would not answer text messages or her phone calls. She was looking for him. He would leave from work and not come home. And she'd be like, I don't, I don't know where he is. Like she didn't call. She called. He's not answering. So she's like, what's going on? She can't call any friends because she doesn't know his friends. She can't call his family because his family is not in the U.S. So she basically was stuck at home without anyone not knowing where her man was. And a little bit, that's a little scary because, you know, Something may have happened to him. He is in the military. You know, we don't know. But the next day, he would show up like nothing happened. Come in the house. What up, though? Uh, what the fuck you been? It is no explanation. He doesn't tell her where he was. He doesn't give her anything. He just comes home and expects her to be like, oh, okay, that's what's up. You back. So that's the important part. No, that's not the important part. So in the midst of all of these things, her family, he decides to bring his family up to visit. So he has his mom and his sister come up from Jamaica. And when they got home and they saw that white lady, Megan, in their room, he was, they were so mad. They were so mad because there was, I mean, they were just mad. They, they was mad. We all know how things go. They didn't like it. So while he was out chilling, still doing his thing while his family was there, his mom and sister were at the house with Megan and basically not paying her no attention because, like, they don't fuck with her no way. Well, girl, we don't even know you. Like, mm, no, we don't know you. And I can tell with that Caribbean family that they was really paying her dust. They was probably cooking some good food and shit, too. And they was like, girl, you not get, you're not getting none of this. Nope. So a couple more weeks went by and Megan found out that she was pregnant. Now... This was something that she was very excited about because, you know, in her religion, it's like, oh, babies, yay, 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 yay. So she was 21 years old. Yes, let's have a baby. I got a man. We got a stable house. He got a stable job. Let's have a baby. So she goes to tell Rush that she's pregnant. And she does it in front of his mom and his sister. And he is not happy about that shit. He runs out the house. And is outside like, why me? Why me? Oh my God. Like, you know, just giving the drama that was not necessary. So he was outside for a while. His sister went out to come, you know, comfort him, whatever, whatever. He comes back in and he seemingly at this point is okay with the fact that she's pregnant. So 
pregnancy goes along and you know same of everything the whole time she's pregnant he's not doing shit he's not there he's not whatever she's doing all these pregnancy things by herself preparing their house by herself and she's just basically living by herself with a man that comes home whenever the fuck he feels like it so in june of 2015 megan gave birth to a set of twins they were twin baby girls and their name was Caden Reese and Hayden Rose. And Megan then went on Facebook and she went and she praised and thanked the father of her children, Rush Wilson. And she was like, oh, my man has been great. He gave me the two miracles. It was great. Da, 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 da. But then when you get back around to it and you look, he was on his Facebook page. Oh, my babies are the best. I love my twin babies, love, 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 but still is trying to make it seem like everything is going well and great with him and Megan. But still, after these babies, he was still on that stupid shit. He was still emotionally and verbally abusive to her. He would tell her that she was fat or he would insult her he would make her stay at home all day she didn't have a job so he was you know basically safeguarding all the money in public it was different though in public he was the doting boyfriend husband doting father he was so sweet to her and the kids in public but it was at home it was like girl you handle them kids by yourself i'm gone and more people than we know go through that same shit every day Really, they do. Now, Megan was a very active mother with her kids. Like, she helped them. She would do, like, little things to stimulate their minds and do all these things. And she, in her interview, she did. She talked about how she would try to do things just to, you know, stimulate them to grow and to mentally develop and things. You know, things that great mothers do for their kids because that's what mamas are supposed to do. Because mamas got to do everything. Okay? So... After a few months of him just not being around and her just pretty much doing everything by herself, she was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done. I don't want to. I ain't got time for this. I'm not about to do it. So she sat down with him and had a conversation. And she told him, hey, I don't think this is working out because I'm out here doing this all by myself. You're doing whatever you want to do. You don't come home. And it's like, fuck me. Fuck the kids. And I'm leaving. And then he pulls the typical normal abuser role oh please stay i'm gonna do better i don't want you to break up our family boo 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 so after a while of course she gave in and she decided to stay okay all right i i can't say anything about that because we've all decided to stay we all have stayed we've all stayed and if you didn't say that you're a liar we all stayed okay now, his behavior did change for a little bit, but within the next month or two, it was right back to the same shit as before. So, on November the 13th of 2015, Megan finally got the courage to leave him because he was on active duty and he was not at the house. So, she had began packing up her things, getting her shit together for her and her babies, and he called her one time and they had a really, really, really awful conversation. He was like, oh, so you about to leave? You going to leave me? This what you going to do? And she was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling this no more. This is not healthy for either of us, blah, blah, blah. And then here he goes again. So that's what you really want to do? You want to leave? 
Well, I'm about to show you what a leave is. And he hung up on her. So she then got a hold of her father and her best friend and had them come over to help her gather her things and put her stuff in the truck so she could leave. So the whole time Rush was calling her, texting her, calling her, texting her, and she wasn't, she was not answering the phone because she knew if she answered the phone, she would get stuck in it and she would not go anywhere. So she decided to not answer the phone. So he kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. So while they were getting the last of their boxes, Rush shows up at the house. He kicks in the door and pins her up against the wall. And the whole time, Megan is actually holding both of her babies. Now he's in there, he's threatening her all while she's holding the kids. And he goes to a closet that they have at the house and he pulls out an assault rifle. Now, Megan is yelling to her father and her best friend, just go outside, go outside, because she's trying to make sure they're safe as well as also trying to protect her own babies. She tells her dad and her friend, go outside, go outside. So the dad goes outside, the best friend goes outside, but the dad comes right back to the door. And Megan yells to her father, dad, do not come back in here. But as a real father, he's not listening to shit she's saying because he's coming to try to protect his daughter and his grandkids. So the dad comes back in the door and then Rush yells, watch your dad, watch what I do to him. And he shoots her father several times. And the father's laid out on the ground. So Rush then turns back around towards Megan and the girls. And he shoots Megan in her leg multiple times to where she ends up falling on the ground. Once she's on the ground, one of the babies ended up falling on the couch and one of the babies Megan is still holding. He then takes the rifle, puts it to the back of the baby's head that Megan is holding, and he shoots the baby in the back of the head, all while mom is still holding the baby. He then goes over to the other baby that is crying out on the couch. He takes a gun puts it to the back of that baby's head and shoots that baby as well. All while Megan is watching. Then he comes back over to her and he continues to shoot her multiple, multiple times. And she is not dead. She's still alive. Her dad is on the floor clinging to life and both of her five month old babies are dead. He then goes on this whole monologue talking shit and like the coward that he was, he takes the gun, puts it to his own head, and he unalives himself. So now Megan is left shot seven times, holding a, a dead baby. Her other baby is right there, and her dad is on the ground. She's trying to make sense <clears throat> excuse me, of everything that's going on, and she's trying to get help because her best friend is in the wind because she's trying to get help too. So she manages to crawl over to her dad through the blood and everything. And her dad was not fully dead, but he was kind of clinging to life. And he was able to speak to her and told her that he loved her. And he promised to watch over the family, the babies from heaven. 
Now, Megan laid on top of her dad, and she was trying to stop the heavy bleeding, but every time she laid on him, it hurt, and he would scream out, and it was just really awful. And then eventually her dad ended up passing away as well. Megan was able to get to a cell phone. It was actually her dad's phone. She was able to get to the phone and call the police. The police came and got her. The ambulance came. Everybody came. And I was listening to another show, and they talked about this, and they had the news play some of the police call. So when, when, one, excuse me, when one of the officers walked in, the very first one, he literally walked in and was like, oh, my God, nobody else come in here. He didn't want anybody else to come in here and see the carnage that Rush Wilson had left behind because it was devastating. And a lot of the officers that did have to respond to that really had to take time afterwards and get their mental together because of the way it looked. And it was like... Can you imagine being a mom and you're holding your five-month-old baby and the man you supposedly love shoots your baby in the back of the head? Like, mm -mm. I, I don't even have, like, really the words to even comprehend that because that is beyond my scope of understanding. It's beyond my scope of everything. My dad, my babies, and me. All because you didn't want me to leave you, but you would treat me like shit anyway? Why you just didn't let me go? Why did he just let her go? Why was the ultimatum, I'm going to kill you and the babies too? What did the babies do to you, nigga? Babies did nothing to you. <laughs> they did nothing. And I saw pictures of those babies. Like, those babies were so sweet. And he looked like the baby, when the pictures he posted, he looked like he was just a doting dad, like pictures. Oh, my twins, my twins, my twins. But this is what you do to them. This is what you do to them. So after, I mean, Megan has gone through multiple surgeries. Megan has a prosthetic eye. She's dealing with PTSD. She's recently become a advocate for domestic violence, telling them you need to leave. First red flags, baby, you got to go. You can't, you can't stay because it's never going to turn out well. She, at the time, she tried to, she attempted to sue the Navy because it could have been prevented. They knew that he had all of these charges prior, and they offered him like anger management classes, but they still allowed him to maintain his rank and title, and they just didn't. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. She said that. That night, the day when they had that last phone call, she could hear somebody in the background saying, get off the phone, get off the phone. And she believed that if the person that was there really attempted to stop him from leaving, her daughter's lives and her father's lives would have been saved. But the court ruled against her and they did not. They have no, she said that they didn't have no legal duty to control a third person or a conduct. That's the military, right? That's, that's what they said. I don't, girl, anyway. So now, Megan is an advocate. Megan has met a loving man, a husband. She has not had any, any other kids yet, but she wants to. But I'm sure the grief of losing both of her daughters in that way is definitely a preventative thing for her. She's like, I'm just not ready. I 
she's been in a wheelchair for a while because her leg was mangled from the gunshots. But for me, it's just like, this man sought you out, ruined your life, took away the best parts of you, and then took himself away so he wouldn't have to answer for the bullshit that he did. And I feel the same way about every abuser and murder-suicide person. You're a bitch. You couldn't handle what you did because you knew you weren't supposed to do it. You did it anyway. And now you just don't want to live because you don't want to face the consequences of what you did. He might be facing the consequences somewhere, but he ain't facing them here. He may be burning in hell right now, and that would be the best thing, but we don't know what happened to him. We don't know what happens in the afterlife. But what I do know is Megan, her babies, and her daddy did not deserve what that man did to them. And no woman ever deserves to lose their children or lose their lives via the man that they love, trust, and expect to provide and protect for them. Yeah. That was a hard story, and it was rough. Being a mom or just being somebody that has empathy for other people, that is a very sad story. I'm glad she's able to talk about it, and I'm glad that she's able to be receptive to people asking questions and giving those answers because people would like to know because somebody might be in her shoes and somebody might just be going through the same thing and they could see this is what happened to her I don't want this to happen to me so let me get out of here for real all right y'all that's the episode I will see y'all next week not sure what I'm talking about yet but I'm gonna have it and I'm gonna talk about it so, I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.